evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark here on a Sunday night. I am your host. I am Kyle Reese. Uh, you know how we do this. We have uh, what we believe is plenty to talk about. Usually turns out to be not very much. Uh, and then we just ramble on and on for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on how stupid I feel like being. Uh, you guys bring me questions. You do this amazingly, and I'm just kind of here making things worse. Uh, again, we, we cycle in. We have the hellos, the pleasantries. Uh, what's up, Sexy from Christian? Hello, Christian. How are you? Uh, I miss Ryan Helsley uh, from uh, Taylor Cruz. So do I. But you know what? Don't be surprised if we don't see Ryan Helsley back with the big club uh, very, very shortly, uh, whether that be in the regular season or in spring, tra- uh, spring training. John Stout says, what up? What up? What up, Jack, with a bunch of numbers? How are you? Uh, you know, there are a lot of things to take so far from spring training. Still have a lot to go. Still two weeks to go before spring training's a wrap. Uh, a lot of time, a lot to take from what we've already seen, and I imagine we'll start digging into that pretty soon. Uh, everyone that's coming in, hello, hello Prism, Nicole, uh, Fish, uh, everyone coming in. Now, you know, I'm inclined to want to keep talking about Ryan Helsley. Uh, the, the more that, the, the more pleasantries that are exchanged, the more I want to talk about Ryan Helsley. Uh, for those of you who don't know Ryan Helsley, other than that guy who threw 99 miles an hour in the first spring training game of the year and then struggled... Uh, you know, remember with Ryan Helsley, he throws a fastball, he throws a curve, he throws a changeup, and he throws a cutter. And all of it can be really good when he's healthy. Seemed like he was really pressing there after that first start, maybe trying to gas it up just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals will probably need him again very, very soon. And I, I would imagine that by the time we get into May, if he's healthy, he's going to be playing. Uh, tree trunk legs. Yeah, that Ryan Helsley's built like a full-on man. He's built like a, a creature uh, from the, he's built like a woodland creature is what he is. If he were to be in a, uh, um, uh, fantasy TV series, he'd be an Ent from the Lord of the Rings or whatever. Uh, hello, Ashley. How are you? I hope Helsley is 2020 Flaherty. You know, I think, uh, that'd be awesome. Holy cow. I, the timeline doesn't really mesh there. Uh, you know, the, the hope ends up being that Dakota Hudson ends up being the 2019 version. Of Mr. Flaherty, but I would imagine that we're going to see Helsley way more in 2019 than we saw in Flaherty in 2017, if that makes sense. Talk about jumbling up the timeline. I can't keep it straight. Uh, part of me died on top of that mountain last night, Kyle. You, you poor son of a bitch fish had a, a rough night of drinking. Hey, friggin' Cards is in here. Hello, friggin' Cards. How are you? Welcome to our shindig. Uh, speaking of Flaherty, break down his contract situation. It's over your head. You know... I'll, let me try. This is what I'll do. So when you get a player who hasn't reached arbitration yet, a team has the option to give them a little bit more money if they want, or they can just re-up their contract. And a lot of times they re-up the contract, they might give a couple extra pennies here and there. Uh, but I think the outrage came because the Cardinals could have done something really great with Flaherty and Hicks and maybe settled, come to an agreement on a contract that was a little bit higher than like league minimum or what you would make after your first full season in the major leagues. And uh, it didn't really like – it didn't happen. And I think that people wanted to see it happen, and I think a lot of people view it as good, like goodwill, uh, an extension of goodwill by the organization uh, towards Mr. Flaherty and towards Mr. Hicks. But honestly, that's not really how it works. Uh, the, the situation is this. When you're a player that hasn't hit arbitration yet, you're pretty much pay, playing for whatever the team wants to pay you. Uh, Josh is here. Hello, Josh. How are you? So that's the contract situation. You know, it's a little bit more... Dynamic. There are definitely more ins and outs than that, uh, but that's the gist of it. 
Uh, isn't it like 575 this year? I believe it's right around there. 550, 575, something like that. Uh, uh, M. Leecho 2 says, how can the Cardinals take Cecil North with them after spring when he can't even get Tebow out? You know, it's funny. There were a lot of people who couldn't get Tebow out last year. Uh, they were minor leaguers. Keep that in mind. But let's wait a little bit. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm torn with Tim Tebow or uh, with Tim Tebow, with Brett Cecil. Like I'm torn with that because I want the Cardinals to march their best team north. I'm rooting for Brett Cecil. I don't have the highest expectations of it. I don't really think anyone does. But we're still, again, two weeks more. We're 18 days away from spring training, or uh, 14 days away, 15 days away from spring training concluding. What if he snaps it in and gets it together? I, will they march north with him? I would anticipate it, whether I'm happy about that uh, or not. I just want to see how we finish spring training. One thing I've been very steadfast about uh, for years now we get so caught up in what's going on with those first couple of weeks of spring training that we lose track of the fact that everything that's happened pretty much up until this halfway point of games in spring training uh, don't matter. And now we're getting to the point in spring training where games start to matter, where production starts to matter. Uh, so let's not jump to conclusions about what we've seen up until this point. Cecil's going to pull a Holland, get released, and have a 0.87 ERA. I can see that. Uh, what's your unpopular opinion about the Cardinals? I've been pretty forthright about saying my unpopular opinion about the Cardinals is that I don't think Paul Goldschmidt makes them a 90-something win team. I think it just guarantees that their floor is 88 to 86 wins. And after that, it comes down to how pitching is is deployed and how aggressive Mr. Schilt is about removing some of the dead weight or some of the players who aren't doing particularly well in the lineup. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Hello, Andy C224. It's our first day on Periscope. Welcome to our little shindig, Andy. Uh, that's my unpopular opinion. I... I I don't I mean I don't really have very many hot takes. My hot take with everything is always wait and see how it turns out. Uh, so I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I I just don't think that the Cardinals are as good as a lot of fans hope they are. Uh, you know I don't view first base as the kind of position defensively that's transcending that makes everyone better like so much that you can feel it. Uh, I I do believe that bad first base really has an impact. Uh, but not as much of impact as it would be in a lot of other positions. So all I'm saying is to, to go from J-Mart's bat, relatively speaking, to Paul Goldschmidt's bat is a big jump, but it's not a huge jump. It's not like a massive jump. It's not going from David Eckstein to Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I just, I guess that's my unpopular opinions. I think the Cardinals guaranteed themselves that they won't be anything less than an 86-win team, uh, but I don't view them as a 96-100 to win team like a lot of other people do. Uh, let's see, STL Tapper says, outfield situation, O'Neal on the opening day roster. Yeah, you know, I uh, I didn't realize that there was a chance that he wouldn't be on the opening day roster. Apparently, this is a talking point. Uh, if you go north with a team that doesn't have Tyler O'Neal on your roster, not only because of the success that he's had down here in spring, uh, you're doing it absolutely wrong. The Cardinals, other than Lane Thomas, you know, Jack can play center. The Cardinals are convinced Gyro can play center. They're convinced Drew Robinson can play center. Uh, other than Tyler O'Neill, you don't really have a major league option to play center field that you would feel 100% comfortable with. And even Tyler O'Neill, you probably only feel about 75 to 80% comfortable with. Uh, he's too valuable to, to leave at Memphis. Sending him down to Memphis doesn't do him any good. It's just a waste of time and a waste of a resource. Get him into the majors. Get him in a four-man rotation in the outfield. And I don't know what that means for J-Mart. I'm sorry. I'm not clever enough to figure that out. But get him in a four-man rotation in the outfield with Ozuna and Bader and Fowler and figure it out from there. Uh, Three-better minimum rule. How do you enforce if pitchers cancel trainer, uh, uh, call a trainer out in soreness? Well, if, how about this? Uh, if a pitcher calls a trainer out, then they go on 
they have to be inactive for like three days or something like that. Uh, I want to say real fast, I hate that having to pitch to three pitchers minimum, or three hit, pitchers having to pitch to three hitters minimum. I think it's a terrible rule. I think it's a terrible idea. I'm glad that they're going to use a different league to see how it goes. Keep that out of Major League Baseball and its subsidiaries. Uh, uh, subsidiaries? Uh, keep it, keep it out of Major League Baseball. Keep it out of Minor League Baseball. Try it in one of these leagues that really don't matter anyways and see where you go from there. I'm, I don't mind that. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think there's a compromise to be had there. I'll tell you, if they're going to change that rule, what I would like to see, I think would be interesting, is a, a, a pitcher has to get an out. Uh, three three batters are an out. I think that that would be interesting. I don't want it. I'm just saying that there has to be a middle ground to compromise there, and that's for smarter minds that get paid to do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh asked a little while ago, O'Neal has an opening day spot, right? I love Dex, but still maybe O'Neal in center field. Yeah, so I hope that we address that going over. I, I think that people forget how fluid the Major League Baseball season is. I think we want to slot people in batting stand, like in a, in a lineup, in a rotation. Uh, and I get that, but remember, what what happens on March 28th is going to be different than April 28th and May 28th. Like, one step at a time. Uh, I will say that if they do not go north with Tyler O'Neill, then that's bad asset management. If he spends any time in Memphis uh, that isn't warranted, like say that they bring him and he can't handle whatever role it is that he's given and he has like 150 at-bats, or you know, has 100 at-bats and he's terrible, then you have to send him down and let him figure it out. But uh, he's one of the 25 best players on the team. He's probably one of the 15 best players on the team, and he should definitely uh, uh, get a chance. Uh, we've got a bunch of good questions coming in. For friggin' cards! Said, how do you feel about the other changes moving the mound, bigger bases? Uh, you know, my thought is this. The indie leagues, like the River City Rascals locally, they're fun and they're great things to bring your family to and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? A lot of those guys don't have much of a chance. Like maybe one in what? Every 250, 300 players in those indie leagues get a chance to make the majors. So with that in mind, like, if you're going to experiment with these changes, I don't think it should happen in minor league baseball or major league baseball. I think that's a good good thing for those leagues, and I think it ends up being a draw for those leagues as well. Uh, it's just something like that would pique my interest. You know, I'm never going to go to a River City Rascals game, but if, if you tell me that some of the ideas that major league baseball might change in their game is being test-driven in those leagues, I might actually go and watch it to see what it looks like. Uh, you know, the other than the shortened uh, time between innings, I don't really have a feel like I don't really like the principle of any of the rule changes, uh, but I want to see and I want to see what they look like. And I'm glad that they're going to give them a chance. Uh, and I'm glad that that's not happening in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Eric Thomas, our good friend in uh, uh, Portland or in uh, 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 Oregon, says uh, Rob Manfred Skynet. That was a lot of fun. John Zancana says. I feel instead of the three batter rule, make it a limit on pitches per pitchers per game. Yeah, and then once you get past the ninth inning or something like that, then you get like an extra pitcher or some nonsense like that. I could be on the board with that. Drake Mann says Bartolo is still a free agent. Correct, he is. Uh, if Diaz from Jake uh, Jake Jake Dellard, I believe, if Diaz had success had succeeded as a shortstop with the young, basically had become Patrick Wisdom. No, no. Remember, Patrick Wisdom was not a very good minor leaguer. It took him a while. Multiple stints at AAA to figure himself out. Paul DeYoung just would have got a better chance to play third base a lot quicker. Uh, that's that's what would have happened. They would have found a spot for him at, at third more than likely. It wouldn't have been a matter of like Jed Jerko uh, and Gyro Munoz being kicked around or whatever. They wouldn't have had to get Matt Adams. It wouldn't have been that nonsense. It just would have been Matt Carpenter at first, Paul DeYoung at third, uh, and a Ledmies at short would be my guess. 
Uh, my stream just stopped working. What did I miss? Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, STL Matt says the Bartolo memes are getting really annoying. Not gonna lie, really. I'll tell you what, I can't get enough of Bartolo Cologne. I can't get enough of the, the gifts, the memes. Look, he's just fun. Like, that's the quintessential fun for me in a player. Like, he's kind of a trash human being, maybe. Might have a couple different families. No one really knows. I know that he's fighting it in court. Uh, but look, I, I like the fact that we can all laugh about a tubby guy who runs the bases and every time he swings, his helmet comes off and he throws the ball 85 miles an hour, but is still an effective major leaguer when he was effective. Uh, Ruby Girl says, cut Dex and Cecil right now and pay them all their money, uh, <laughs> up front and kick the payroll to 196.6. Again, look, I, I wouldn't do it right now. You still have two weeks in spring. I think people are maybe overreacting a little bit to Cecil and Fowler based on past. Uh, but look, just let it play out. Remember, two more weeks. We have two weeks for that to happen. Now, if Dex is still shit in two weeks, and if Brett Cecil is still shit in two weeks, uh, then, then get aggressive. If they're good, then you can, you don't have to be aggressive. Uh, again, the most important thing about this year, and this is why it becomes really interesting. This is why it's Mike Schilt's season. Uh, this is up to Mike Schilt. If, if he's an aggressive manager, if he takes the reins and does what a manager needs to do to get his team a, like winning, then you don't have to worry about Brett Cecil. You won't have to worry about Dexter Fowler because those guys won't be used. They'll be gone. Uh, but right now, let's just wait till we get through spring a little bit. Uh, again, I understand like at first we're all like, oh, we understand that it's spring and we're not going to take these results seriously. And then what ends up happening is we get two weeks away from the start of spring training and we're like, oh my God, everything's caving in. We're not even near the end. This is the halfway mark of games. Let's see what it looks like next week and adjust from there. Drake Mann asks, what is the future of Luke Gregerson? Uh, I would imagine that if he's not ready to pitch, he goes on the DL. Uh, you know, here in two weeks, if he's not ready to pitch, he starts the season on the DL. He'll start a rehab assignment. If he gets a chance to pitch, he gets a chance to pitch. Uh, the Cardinals won't cut that asset. Uh, you know, they, they won't cut that asset. The only way they cut that asset is if they need a 40-man spot, which could very well happen. I just don't think it will. Uh, or they could put him on the 60-day DL, depending on how much time he needs, and uh, still get that 40-man spot. Uh, let's see. Oh, do you think the Cardinals should sign Gio Gonzalez to a one- or two-year deal with C-Mart while C-Mart heals? I'm not signing any pitcher to anything more than a, a one-year deal if you're going for, like, a sub-spot. Uh, remember... When Gio Gonzalez was traded at the non-waiver trade deadline, or at the waiver trade deadline, everyone was like, oh, what a terrible move that was. Why would the Brewers do that? So just in a matter of like a month, a month and a half time, everyone's like, oh, hey, bring Gio in. He could be interesting. Uh, let's not overreact. I think the Cardinals would do well to go with their internal options, whether that be John Gann or Alex Reyes or whoever it ends up being, and seeing what they have. The issue that the Cardinals are in is they have the surplus of talent, and they have a spot they have a spot for that surplus of talent to go. They need to know what that surplus can bring. Uh, you would think that they might have been able to done the, to do the talent appraisal last year in September when those starting pitchers were purging, but it was at the end of the year. You got to figure it out, whether that be Dakota Hudson or John Gant or whatever, uh, Alex Reyes. Figure it out. Use what you have. Other than that, like if none of those guys look like they're going to be able to hold it, then yeah, maybe you go get Gio for a year. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't. And I love Gio Gonzalez. I'm a big fan. Uh, I was one of the people who said that I thought that it was a great move for Milwaukee when they traded for him last year. Uh, I stand by that. But again, like you got to be smart about the assets you have. And you have all these guys knocking on the major league door. You might as well use them and see what you have. Uh, and it doesn't really seem like Geo's market's robust right now anyway. So, you know, maybe you get him on a one-year $3 million contract. Like uh, the Diamondbacks just got Adam Jones on and anything could happen from there. Uh, bold prediction, Wainwright turns in a 12-win season and a 3-ERA. That'd be incredible, Drake. 
what's the future of Luke Gregerson? We went over that. Our good friend intern Maddie says, remember Cecil is in the middle of adjusting his mechanics. Yeah, he's in the middle of adjusting his mechanics. He's got a lighter body. Uh, again, two weeks. We have two weeks to figure all this stuff out. And the Cardinals have some left-handed pitching options that make Cecil expendable when it comes time to expend him, you know, expand him, expend him rather. Um, I understand wanting to bend to your own like feelings about what you saw out of Brett Cecil last year and the year before. I get that. But he's here. He appears to be reinvented. Uh, he seems emotionally and physically stronger. And you got to see what you have before you cut it. If you held on to him for this long, cutting him now is just like, it, it's pointless. Even if, even though I want to make it clear that if I was in charge of that 40-man roster, he would not be on it. But if we're looking at it like reasonably, uh, then, then you know, that's just how it, uh, that's just how it is. Uh, is Munoz in AAA or MLB roster to start the year? I will say that he is in, uh, he's in the major leagues. Oh, Rubby Grill says potato skins. Yeah, so I marched down to the Straubs. That's right across the street from where I live. And uh, they had the potato skins. I had to heat them up here. They make them in their uh, their deli section or whatever. And, man, they're so good. And I just don't understand why we don't celebrate potato skins more than we already do. All right, so let me let me regroup here real fast. We're drinking a couple different kinds of bourbon. Just like last week, we have four roses. That's in our amazing Prospects After Dark iHeart Pad uh, mug here that Cards Gifts gave me. And then from last week, in a little fancy glass, we're drinking some of this, uh, this wild turkey long branch. That's in here. Uh, we're going to cheers to another two weeks of spring training and not overreacting until we get towards the end. Mm. Josh asked, do you prefer a universal DH or no DH at all? I have no preference. Uh, you know, I, look, in the minor leagues, until they get to double A, it's, it's universal DH. And I don't notice it. I don't care about it. It just happens, and it's not something that I really think about. Uh, I, you know, I guess I was trained as a national, a fan of National League Baseball to like not give a shit or not want the DH. I, I don't care at all. I, I don't care. I, I don't have a care which way it goes, one way or the other. Like uh, to me, if you put the DH in, it doesn't like it doesn't ruin the game for me. Uh, you know, I, I think that it brings into question some of the pace of play rules that they want to change. To speed up the pace of the game. Uh, but, like, for me personally, like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't care about it. I don't care about it at all. I I think some of the rule changes we all freak out about, anything could always change back. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, one thing that I've always said I thought would be interesting is if you eliminated the pitcher spot and the DH and just rolled with an eight-man lineup. I've always thought that that would be something that would be very interesting. Uh, the problem is Major League Baseball Players Union would never agree to it because it would probably cut an entire job out. Uh, but anyways, I just think that, like, there's nothing wrong with experimenting. And, uh, you know, I'm glad they're doing it in a different league. Drake Man says, I think it's ridiculous that Keichel and Kimbrell still aren't signed. Uh, why is Reyes going to the bullpen? I don't know. I didn't hear that that was a for sure thing. My guess would be to monitor his innings early. Uh, Josh says, sign Bortolo. I'm in. Uh, let's see. Kimbrell is fake. Tater skins are real. Both of those things are true. Uh, say Cecil and Fowler are released. Who takes their spots? Uh, I wouldn't think anyone would take their spots on the 40-man right away. I just think that that would give a chance for, like, Tyler Webb and Chase and Shreve. Uh, maybe even both of those guys. Maybe Hunter Cervenka, if the Cardinals like Hunter Cervenka. Maybe Tommy Lane, if the uh, uh, if the Cardinals think that he could be an option. I just think it gives those other guys a chance. Uh, Tommy Lane would have to be added. Hunter Cervenka would have to be added. Uh, any of the other outfield options would just end up like funneling back in maybe maybe what would happen on the 40 man or on the 25 man roster you'd get drew robinson and gyro uh both on the roster or something like that 
Uh, Benjamin Orr says, Edmund is a badass. Change my mind. I'm not going to. Our good friend Naparilli is not going to either. Uh, you, and Tommy Edmund had an amazing game yesterday. That's a lot of fun. Again, prospect number 16 on the Dirty 35. Go check it out over on Birds on the Black. Uh, today we released prospect number 13, left-handed pitcher Evan Krachinski. We only have 12 more write-ups, which gives us like 15 days left of the Dirty 35. Uh, I'm just going to say right now... Everything that I say in that Dirty 35 article about Edmund is dead on. Everything I say in the Dirty 35 article about Ron Ravelo is dead on. Uh, uh, any of the prospects that you've seen in a spring training game, their write-up is dead on, and I'm really proud of that. So you should go and read them if you're new to our, if you're new to our website, Birds on the Black, or if you're new to uh, uh, Prospects After Dark. If you're new to what I do in the Dirty 35, go check it out. Uh, it's pretty great stuff. Uh, holy time change, I'm late from Benjamin Orr, I know, right? Uh, Maggie Ladley says, how is it possible that Jerko is still on the roster? Seems redundant. That's going to be really interesting, right? He might start the year on the DL, and then or the IL, or whatever the fuck that thing's called nowadays. Uh, and, and then from there, you have Robinson and Gyro as part of the 25-man. How is it? Look, I think J-Mart's a redundancy. I think Jerko's a redundancy. I think both Robinson... Robinson's different because he can hit left-handed, but it's whatever. I'd rather have Edmund in that role. They'd have to add him to the 40-man. Uh, but I think Yairo's a redundancy. Uh, I think like I think that they're, again, like one thing the Cardinals have done, one thing that Mr. Mazalak and Mr. Gersh have done, is build a roster full of redundancies. Uh, months ago, I tried to write an article about it, and I, it honestly gave me a headache, so I stopped doing it. Uh, I hope that Jerko... The, the one thing about Jerko is the Cardinals... and. Drew Robinson might be this answer because he's a pretty solid third baseman. Gyro's, Gyro's a pretty good third baseman too. But they really don't have like an interesting bat or an interesting fielder to, to pick up for Matt Carpenter. So I guess I understand why they're holding on to him. The other answer to why they're holding on to him is he might not have that much of a trade market. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, potato skins. Cheers to bourbon. To our good friend Adam Van Grack, our whitewater attorney, I raise my glass to you again. Adam, I wanted to thank you one more time for keeping me updated on what was going on with you at spring training. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, sir. Ben Mazzara says, Edmund and Gorman seem to be holding their own. Anyone else catch your eye this spring? So, Gorman only got one at bat. I, I don't think that we're in a position to be able to say that Nolan Gorman held his own. Tommy Edmund is holding his own. I thought Edmundo Sosa looked really good, although he was optioned down to uh, 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 minor league camp. Dylan Carlson hit a monster home run today. That was awesome. He's held his own. I thought Randy Rosalrena's played well. I think Andrew Kisner's played well. Uh, you know, I think the pitching's been pretty bad from the minor league standpoint. I thought Hennessy Cabrera pitched bad. I thought after that first start, Helsley pitched bad. I've been very disappointed in Counter Jones. I think Counter Jones has looked bad. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I though that's my answer. Uh, let's see. Let the pitchers hit. I'm not a yeah. Jay Frank the Tank says overreacting. We should trade everyone for Tebow. I agree. If the season started tomorrow, is Hudson your fifth starter? He'd be my fifth starter, but I don't think he'll be the Cardinals. I think more than likely the Cardinals will have John Gant in that role. Uh, Jay Frank the Tank says, pitchers should hit, learn to hit, gonna turn into softball with uh, DP and free subs and shit. Maybe. Maybe. But you know, the, the DH hasn't turned the American League into softball. So I, I think maybe that's a little bit of a overreaction. Uh, again, I don't have a feeling about it one way or the other. I, I, I don't care. Just keep putting baseball on my television. Let the quality of the product be as good as possible and uh, go from there. Maggie asked, if no market for Jerko, why re-up J-Mart uh, if DH isn't coming this year? Mo confuses me. Mo confuses everyone. Uh, the reason is because the, the reason they re-up J-Mart, first off, is they didn't want to give up that asset for free. 
you know, what was going to happen is, I, I want to say it was the, career, the Korean League, the KBO. Might have been the Japanese League. Apologize for that. Uh, they were just going to purchase the contract from the Cardinals. And they realized, the Cardinals realized that J-Mart was more valuable to them, uh, one way or the other, than to just lose him. So that's why they re-upped him. Uh, I don't think we'll have the DH next year either. I mean, we'll see. Anything could happen. But I think that's a circumstance more than anything. I think it was just like, oh, we have an asset. The asset's relatively affordable, two years, 3.25, whatever it was. Uh, we're not going to lose that asset for nothing. Uh, and it's not really much of a, a, a checkbook burn at all. Uh, you should care about the DH like you care about them tater skins. I like that. Uh, Edmund is a badass. I agree. Tommy Edmund has looked good this spring. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. I love that Tommy Edmund. Uh, fat steak fries or skinny steak and shake style fries. I'll take the fat fries any day of the week. I think steak, uh, the steak and shake fries are overrated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I love that Dirty 35 top 10 coming soon. That's right, uh, Adam. Edmund looks legit. I love, uh, Ravelo, Edmund, I love how excited everyone is about the prospects. Uh, Twins just announced more affordable concession prices. Think the DeWitts will ever do that. Yeah, I think the DeWitts, look, I think the DeWitts are doing that. I just think that they're doing it in special locations and special hours that during the game and after the game. That's before the game and after. I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, will they do it? Not to the same level that like the Atlanta Falcons did. Uh, I think the Braves did too, as a matter of fact, staying in Atlanta. Uh, and, and now, uh, the Twins are. I think they do well to do it. Uh, I know that I hate spending money at the stadium because of how unaffordable everything is. I'm broke all of the time. So it's hard for me to be able to afford that stuff anyways. Uh, and if I do spend, I've got to cut somewhere else. And that stops me from going to the stadium again in the long run. So uh, I think it'd be smart for him to do it. I don't think it'll come until every other organization has done it and they've seen the profit margins and how the profit margins adjusted. Uh, let's see. Love the dirty 35. Uh, thank you. The circle changes the tater skins of pitchers. I agree. Yeah, I'll say the split finger is the tater skins, the, the, the uh, tater skins, of pitches because you know it's kind of gone to the wayside people don't throw it anymore but if you throw it well it's deadly poor 40-man management is most calling card i will say that lately in the last three to four years uh there have been many many questionable 40-man decisions as the cardinals have worked to protect their own assets and adjust to how others have manipulated the cardinals roster in like the rule five draft and things like that i definitely think the cardinals have done a poor job with with 40-man management uh, first dirty, oh god, there it goes again. My stupid comment section's gone again. Uh, I don't know how that works, you guys. You're gonna have to give me more questions. Scroll to the bottom. I don't know what I did there. I'm disappointed, uh, where's the Bregman jersey from Drake Man? Uh, sorry, uh, here we go. God, what a weird thing that was. Uh, where's the Bregman jersey? It's in my closet. Uh, Chances Fowler starts the year as a fourth outfielder. I will say zero percent. Uh, hopefully the Cardinals are quick about turning him into the fourth outfielder, uh, but I would say 0%. Uh, Whitewater Attorney says, first 30-35er to make an MLD, MLB debut in 2019. You know, I'll still stick with Ryan Helsley and uh, Henesis Cabrera. I still think those are the first two guys. You know, I'll say it over and over again. It was a truly open competition for the utility role. It'd be Tommy Edmonds, hands down at this point. We'll see how these next two weeks go. But it would be Tommy Edmonds over Gyro. It'd be Tommy Edmond over Drew Robinson, but he's not on the 40-man, so I doubt it's going to be him. Uh, uh, Falcons made the most or second most money off concessions in the NFL this year. See? I love it. I think that every team should do it. Show Me's Fries are world champs. I haven't had Show Me's Fries since I was a kid. Uh, RIP the comment section. It's just like the Post-Dispatch now. Uh, done your taxes yet? I had my taxes done uh, on January 27th. 
Kyle, I love you. Keep it going, bro. My favorite, Steel. Hello. Uh, to Steel, and I forgot, I forgot your little one's name. I'm sorry about that. I'm the worst. But Steel, who is the father of one of our, uh, our babies, uh, uh, babies, pets, peoples, uh, I raise my glass to the Orwick family. Have I taken a selfie with a Jaguar yet? That was a Florida thing, right? Somebody like climbed into the Jaguar pen uh, at the Florida Zoo or something and tried to take a selfie. Wonder how that turned out. Uh, who hits better this year, DeYoung or O'Neal? I'll say DeYoung. Everyone wants to be down on Fowler, but I'm convinced he will have a better year than Bader. I'm not convinced of anything. Like, I don't feel comfortable saying anything about any of these players on this team, except for that I think Matt Carpenter will have a average Matt Carpenter year, and I think Paul Goldschmidt will have an average Paul Goldschmidt year, and I think Yadier Molina will have an average Yadier Molina year. Uh, I, I have high hopes for ya Miles Michaelis. I have high hopes for Jack Flaherty. I think Jordan Hicks has a great season. Uh, but other than that, like I don't feel comfortable making a prediction about anybody on this roster. Uh, that's part of the reason why I've been so against committing to the Cardinals as a 90-win team. A lot of question marks. I love Paul DeYoung. I love Colton Wong. I have high hopes for those guys. Uh, I, but like, which one of those outfielders is going to have the best year? I, I just don't know, man. I... Ozuna, Bader, Fowler, they all have questions, and not just small questions. They have gigantic questions. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I feel Drew Robinson is going to be a nice little pickup for the Cardinals from Drake Mann. Yeah, as long as teams don't throw him breaking pitches low, he'll be a great little addition. But teams will throw him breaking pitches low, and it'll look like an asshole at the plate like he does every time. Uh, he's played a really good third base, though. I'm happy about that. Long-time listener, first-time texter, uh, your beard is aight from Cards. Yeah, Cards, yeah, my beard's aight. You want some of this? Here, hold on. I'm going to get right in. If you want, just put your hand on the screen and touch it. Do you like it? Sometimes I feel like my beard looks like pubic hair if you get really close. What do you guys think? Uh, rally fries rule. I do love rally fries. Tegan, that's right. Baby Tegan. Baby Tegan or Orwig. Thank you, Steel. To you and your family, buddy. Thoughts on Moose to second base for the Brewers from Cards Rep 7? Uh, you know, there was a time a couple years back when if anything like this happened, it'd be fucking nuts. Uh, and I still think it's fucking nuts, to be honest with you. But the Brewers seem to be able to make the most of those kind of decisions. You know, they've had Shaw playing second base in the past. Uh, they they shift right. They shift to probabilities, and it works out. I wouldn't want Mike Moustakis playing second for the cards. I'm glad he's not playing third for the cards. Uh, I wouldn't want Moustakis playing second for the cards because I don't think the, the Cardinals could, could optimize that. Uh, but the Brewers will, so bully for them. Having a 2017 follower will get 90-plus wins, depending on how everything else does. Again, and I, I think we're overvaluing 2017 follower a little bit and maybe hoping that that on-base percentage that he posted in 2017 helps – uh, Paul Goldschmidt driving some extra runs. Uh, again, we get we get so focused on that. Like the guys that we have penciled in as absolute starters, DeYoung, Wong. It comes down to those guys in particular. Uh, when you know when it comes to projecting wins, it comes to how uh, Svelte Yachty does. Uh, if Matt Carpenter can repeat any of the magic that he showed in the middle four months of the season, like uh, I, I think that if you think that a guy who hit 17 home runs and with a 275 average and a 360 on brace percentage guarantees your team 90 plus wins. Uh, I again, I'm not trying to be. I I'm sorry for being so critical, but I I think that that's you're hoping for 90 wins, not being able to be guaranteed 90 plus wins. Uh, weirdest selfie you've ever taken? Secret time uh, from Jay Frank. You know, I've never really. I, I'm not a selfie person. You have to understand, like. 
I don't want anything to do with pictures if I don't have to take a picture. Uh, I like to be as un... Like, I, I'm here in front of this stupid camera talking to you guys because I love it and I feel privileged to be able to do it. Uh, it took gifts months to convince me to do it, like a month full to do it. But other than that, there aren't, like, pictures of me. I don't take selfies hardly ever. Uh, there's a selfie of me at Comet, uh, the coffee house I go to here in St. Louis, pretending to stab a priest with a fork. That's probably the weirdest for you guys. Pretty standard for me. Uh, Maggie says, fam can leave, but some things always stay the same, like roasting Derek Gould. I love that. Not for Derek Gould. Nothing against Derek Gould. I don't mean it that way. But, man, Tommy Fam just going after people on Twitter is a joy. I miss that. Uh, what would be your outfield on opening day? What would be my outfield? I would have Ozuna on the DL. Uh, I'd have Bader center. I'd have J. Martin left, and I'd have O'Neal in right. That would be mine. Uh, Yachty hitting 312 this year. I hope so, uh, intern Maddie. Uh, did you see Yachty's goal was a batting title? I did, and I hope he gets it. I hope that everyone has a down average this year, uh, average season this year, and Yachty sneaks in there and gets it. Uh, John Zancana says, I predict you will still be bald come the end of the season. That is probably true. That is probably true, although, you know, it does kind of grow a little bit. I mean, this part's always going to be bald, but this part is also misshapen. It's like Craterville here and Craterville here, and then there's like one back here somewhere, too, that I can't even find because... I'm afraid to get so deep into my skull. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be bald up top here for sure. Uh, Ozuna worries me. He worries me too, Derek. Uh, you see a difference in O'Neal's swing, shorter, compact. You know, the one thing is the load. Like, he's not loading, like, it's a, he's not loading heavy. So he's not staying here and then going around. His hands are set, his head isn't moving, and he's just flying to the baseball. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily shorter. I think it's just as fast. I just don't think his hands are, are uh, being encumbered by a load. Uh, story of my weekend. Colton's finally going to break out and have 180 hits, 35 double season. That'd be awesome. Uh, not a Robinson fan, huh? No, M-I-Z underscore underscore Z-O-U. It's not that I'm not a Robinson fan. I think he's a fine utility player. He's the kind of guy that you would want to fluctuate between major leagues and minor leagues. Uh, I just think that, like, you know, when you listen to the television broadcast, you hear them sell you a player that is, like, extremely valuable. And... He's not going to be any more valuable than Gyro Munoz was last year. Now, Gyro was valuable to the Cardinals. But there's like this, this mind fuck that happens where because we know that a guy can hit left-handed and can run into some serious power, we think, oh, man, this could be really interesting. This guy could be something. But when you watch him, and he, again, he's played a great third base. Uh, I wouldn't want him playing anywhere else. I think he's a terrible outfielder from what I've seen. I think that that's been way oversold to us. Uh, but I just look, I guess what I'm saying is I, I feel like Drew Robinson is being sold as this important cog in the, for the machine. And I just think he's a good depth piece. You know, I think he's a good depth piece. Remember when not being ultra high on Bader was an unpopular opinion? Yeah, crazy, right? Has anyone in here been to Maryland? I've only driven through Maryland. Uh, need sightseeing. Just, Moose is the next Dan Ugla. I love that Dan Ugla. Wow, Dan, Dirty Dan Ugla is taking over the... This is the Dirty Dan Ugla episode. A follower looks rough and right field-wise. Yeah, I didn't think he hasn't... I went back and watched some of the games that are available to, like, rewatch, And, yeah, it hasn't looked pretty for Dexter yet. Uh, realistically, we could be an 82-win team or a 94-win team. I think, realistically, the Cardinals could be a 75-win team. Or they could be a 95-win team. Uh, no worries. Base that off your goalie. Only gives you a base uh, 87 wins comment. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, that's... Again, like... 86, 87, 88, like I, I said on multiple podcasts, everywhere that uh, you can listen to me or, or hear me say, like, 
again, I think that we, we think that Paul Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller guarantee the Cardinals go from an 88 win team to a 96 win team. And I, I just think that that's a little, a little, a little a lot, if that makes sense. It's a little a lot. I, I will put a million dollars on the Cardinals winning at least one game. Good for you, Maddie. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna reluctantly agree. Please post that pic. I don't even know if I know how to do that. Uh, that was badly worded. Most things are. The Stabbing a Priest episode of Pad. Uh, how do you manage to watch so much minor league baseball and still watch the Cardinals? Uh, I have a television and I have two laptops. And if I can be home to watch, uh, which is probably a half of the time now, uh, if not less than that, uh, I'll sit in this little chair here that you can't see what I'm pointing to, whether you're listening to it on the podcast or on the television here. Uh, I sit there and I turn a sling on and I watch the Cardinal games and I watch minor leagues on my two laptops. Great question, Tadpole. Uh, welcome to Craterville. Uh, avocados don't have smooth skin. That's a very, very valid point, Adam Van Grack. O'Neill's, this is the O'Neill's load episode. Oh my god, O'Neill's. I know, uh, Cards Gifts, the Dirty Dan Ugly episode we, we talked about, but it's gotta be the, the heavy, O'Neill's heavy load episode. How did you grow your beard so nice? When my hair grows, it's all patchy and ugly. Uh, Drake, I think you're like, what, 18? Give it some time, man. Uh, give it some time and you'll be growing a full beard uh, in no time. We need a bobblehead appearance from Derek. You asked, you received, my friend. This is Mr. Kyle Reese Bobblehead. It's brought to you by Ala Moses, my cousin Charlie. Uh, to my cousin Charlie, Bobblehead and I are going to shake and drink. Mm. I love it. I love you. Uh, we need a bobblehead appearance. We got it. Uh, have you ever considered wearing a hat to take care of Craterville? I would never. Look, uh, I believe that that's a certain amount of shame that you would have. And, you know, I embrace the fact that, A, I'm ugly. B, I've got a weird-shaped head. Uh, C, my teeth are weird. 11, my eyes squint like an asshole. Uh, 45, I've got a weird unibrow. Uh, my penis is very small and unsatisfying. Like, these are just things you have to accept in order to be your best version of yourself. Uh, I got a nice ass, though. No getting around that. Uh, the being encumbered by a load episode. Oh, God. Uh, is the quality blurry for anyone else or just me? Uh, it's me. That's why I'm squinting. I love Wong and O'Neill's loads edition of Pad. Oh, God. Ponce Gomber and who at Memphis rotation? Uh, you would think it'd be Genesis Cabrera, Genesis Cabrera, Helsley, Gomber. Again, I want Ponce de Leon in the bullpen. I, I don't know how they make it happen. Uh, I, d I don't know if it'll happen, but I would want that. But say that he's not, then you'll have Hennessis, uh, uh, Helsley, maybe Connor Jones, depending on what role they want him, Ponce de Leon, Gomber, and they could get clever with anyone, really. Uh, is the NL Central the best division in baseball? I, I'm still going to take the AL East, uh, but it's up there. Does Dylan Cease pitch for the Sox at all this year? That's a great question, McNasty. Uh, he's, he got hurt, right? I will say that if Dylan Cease didn't get hurt, that he would have, he will pitch. But you know, I always get their, their pitchers mixed up now, and I promise you, I used to be more versed, especially in the White Sox system. Uh, who else am I thinking of? Anyways, yes, I'll say yeah, who cares? Uh, I love the prediction of the Cubs being in last place. I think every Cardinal fan does. Do you see the Pirates finishing, uh, the season at 500? I do not. I think they're slightly underneath it. Uh, my beard is also patchy and awful. Charlie, your beard is patchy and awful. There's no getting around that. Uh, the O'Neill heavy load episode, you got it. Yeah, uh, 18 last time you guessed my age. You said I was 14. Sorry, if you're not, if you're not 32, then you're 14 or 42. Uh, I hope the bobblehead as proportional head craters. Maggie, my cousin Charlie did a great job of 
anatomically matching that to me. I mean, I'm way fatter than that thing is. Uh, but it's pretty flat down where it matters. And also the craters are there. Uh, what letter grade would you give the Cardinals offseason? A six. I feel like Kyle spends way too much time with that bobblehead. Uh, I spend an appropriate amount of time with that bobblehead. I usually think about my cousin Charlie whenever I'm using it. Concerned about Carp's defense at third? Yeah, uh, look, I'm not concerned about his defense. I'm still concerned about his arm. I love the fact that Carp dives for a ball, throws a ball as hard as he can to Paul Goldschmidt. It basically goes... And everyone's like, look at how strong his arm is. It's below average, even when he's throwing it as hard as he can. Uh, that's a concern. Uh, but if you believe what the narrative is that Paul Goldschmidt's going to make that arm better, then hey, good for you, and I hope that it happens. Langston Lil says, what letter grade? I would give it a six, is what I said. Uh, suddenly we go down another dark road. <laughs> Hello, Steve. To our good friend Steve Eller, I raise my glass uh, of four roses to you, sir. I would spend some quality time with that bobblehead staring into its eyes as it wobbles. Uh, that's what I basically do, too. Card's most likely to go ham this year. I'll say, uh, I'll say Tyler O'Neill. I may, be naive, I may be naive, but I don't think we should worry about Dex or Bader. We aren't worried about Ozuna. I, so here's my thought about that, right? The question becomes with Harrison Bader, is he capable of being better than what he was last year? The question with Dexter Fowler is, can he be any better than what he was last year? Who the hell is Dexter Fowler? But what I know is Marcelo Ozuna was hurt last year with the same arm thing, and he was still pretty good. So that's why I'm not worried about Ozuna. I want him healthy. I want him off the DL. I want him playing left field and throwing the ball. But uh, I'm, it's, the reason we're not as worried about him is because we've seen him produce with that shoulder already. Uh, you know, Bader we've seen produce, but we don't know what it's going to be like in his sophomore year because we've seen so many of these prospect types, like Harrison Bader, really struggle in their second year. And with Dex, I mean... He was good in 2017, but he still had his issues. Uh, and in 2018, it was terrible. The worst we've ever seen, maybe. Uh, Tadpole asks, assuming Reyes is healthy, would it make more sense to ease him in and get more out of him later on? Hold on. I need water, fam. I'm sorry. I think it very well could be. But it depends on what your definition of easing Reyes in is. Uh, I don't view him like easing him in in the bullpen as necessarily easing depending on you know unless he's on like a five-day schedule or something like that and I don't think that sending him down to Memphis is a good thing either I would not waste one pitch down at AAA for him if he's healthy uh we have to wait and see how these next two weeks go one step at a time but I do think that instead of throwing him to the wolves in the bullpen that maybe your best bet or uh, like in a starting rotation spot and that fist that fist spot is the best thing uh, I, I do think that they need to be creative. They need to have him at the major league roster. And maybe in those first month and a half of the season, he doesn't pitch more than 60 pitches in a game or something like that. Uh, let's see. Better probability flair. Better probability from Connor Connor. Uh, Flaherty finishes top five in the Cy Young. Are the Cardinals win the division? Uh, I'll say, I'll say there's a better probability that Flaherty finishes uh, that, that the Cardinals win the division. Carlos, please give us the heartfelt belief on where he is going. Oh, hey, Farmer Vala. Again, our good friend Farmer Vala. I raise the glass to you. You know, Farmer Vala, I would never do you dirty. I love you too much for that. Uh, so I won't, I won't do it. But I will say that, you know, what is it? Another five days, we'll know. We'll know if he's throwing and whatnot. He's supposed to be uh, uh, reevaluated here sometime this week. We'll take it from there. He's not going to be ready to start the year. I don't know if they're selling that. I can't imagine. Uh, but let's see what it looks like this week. See if he can throw after the reevaluation and hope for the best. 
What's up with Kyle just roasting himself for like 30 seconds? That's how I roll. Do you think Carlos uh, Martinez will be a starter or a reliever? I think it all depends on the situation within the relief core and the starting core when he comes back healthy. Uh, Cards, yeah, where the hell do all these lefty relief pitchers go? Well, if they don't intend to bring Chase and Shreve with them, he'll go to another organization because he'll have to clear waivers to go down to the minors and some team will pick him up. Uh, Tyler Webb can go back down to AAA. Uh, Tommy Lane can go to AAA. He need to be added to the 40-man. Uh, so where do they go? Like, the only person that you really have a, uh, a conflict with is Jason Shreve. Other than that, everyone else stays in the organization. Or Brett Cecil, depending on what happens with Brett Cecil. Uh, six is a letter grade. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that, that six is an inside joke. Assuming Ray's is healthy, would it make more sense to ease him in? We already went over that. What's my letter grade? They, they get a B. They got a hitter. They got a left-handed pitcher. Uh, they needed more, and they didn't get it. The left-handed relief pitcher has tons of questions, too, even though I love the guy. Uh, golf, our good friend, hold on. Oh, man, we got some good stuff over here. Cards guests feeding me the questions over here. James goes boom. What's the one autograph I need to get in Springfield this year? Well, if Dylan Carlson finds his way there, it'd be hard for me to say anyone other than Dylan Carlson. Uh, what is the likelihood Bader has a sophomore season like a Ledmies? I personally think that's a very, very good comparison. It's a very, very good name to bring up. Now, keep in mind, Ledmies broke that hand in his freshman year, and it really hurt what he was capable of. Uh, in my opinion, total speculation there. Uh, Bader didn't have that, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. Uh, Whitewater Attorney, our good friend, asks, how do you compare Jack Flaherty going into this year to Luke Weaver going into last year? Two different pitchers, right? So with Luke Weaver going into last year, remember, he had worked on that curveball, but he was still primarily a fastball changeup pitcher. His changeup was really good, uh, but his curveball look could take steps, and that was part of the reason why he had that stretch in 2017 of good starts. Jack Flaherty's different. Now, Jack Flaherty had a rough end of the 2018 season, but this is a guy who throws multiple pitches. Uh, his velocity's good. Everything comes from the same spot. He's deceptive, uh, and he's in command. Like It's the difference in between talking about Todd Wellemeyer and uh, uh, Adam Wainwright. Now, Luke Weaver could end up going to Arizona, increasing the velocity on his fastball, and incorporating that third pitch uh, consistently. And we, this could be a completely different conversation. But the issues entering the season, the, like, the real questions when you step back and lose those, you know, take the optimistic shades off, is that Flaherty's just better. He's just better. Maggie asked, you hear Garth Brooks' story about his Cardinals radio? No, I have no idea. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not really much of a Garth Brooks fan, sorry. Uh, gotta love the curly, uh, the curl hop throw from third a la Eckstein. Oh god. What does, uh, when does Reyes come up to the big league team from Langston Lil? Uh, I'll say he starts the year with the big league team. Does Ozuna's weight bother you? Nope, not at all. Uh, my internet must suck. You're pixelated. No, that's just me. Uh, it makes the masturbating a lot better for you. It, if you masturbate to me right now with your pixelated television screen, it'll be just like when you were a teenager watching Cinemax uh, that you didn't have, but you saw the little gravelly thing on your thing and got after it. Uh, milk is better than water. Thank you, Ryan Shul. Uh, how do you compare? Oh, we already went through that. Uh, what's Ozuna's slash line look like this year? Whatever it was last year, I think it's that again this year. Uh, what is the likelihood Bader as a sophomore? We did that one. What's the one autograph I should get? We did that. Uh, concern level with the rotation from Langston Little. Look, I'm somewhat concerned. Uh, I would feel much better if they had Carlos Martinez in it. Uh, but look, Flaherty, a healthy Waka, and Michaelis is a good start. And again, you have those other two concerns, you know, who, with Adam Wainwright and then whoever replaces Carlos Martinez. Uh, but to be honest, like, I'm fine with Dakota Hudson and John Gant. Like, I'm not super concerned. I just want the Cardinals to get aggressive when it comes time to being aggressive if someone isn't doing very well. 
I don't have a favorite sex bot, uh, Maddie intern. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I will spend more time, sex bots, I promise you, I will spend more time paying attention to what's going on with you. I feel like I've been a bad sex bot man friend. So I'll pick my favorite one here soon. Six is a serious letter. It is. Thank you. Uh, am I the only one who thinks Gomber isn't as good as people think? I'd rather have Ponce or Hudson. Uh, look, Gomber got blown up today for sure, and he's had some rough starts here and there. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm a big fan of Austin Gomber. Something weird happens sometimes where he puts the ball over the middle of the plate and it doesn't look good. I think we're prisoner at the moment. I think Daniel Ponce de Leon did the same thing last year, and that was part of the reason why the Cardinals didn't use him a lot going down the stretch. I think everyone sees that Dakota Hudson was a AAA pitcher of the year last year and then pitched a really good game earlier this week, and I think we're living in prisoner at the moment a little bit. Uh, you know, if you ask me which one has a better career moving forward, it's probably Dakota Hudson. I think ultimately all three are amazing bullpen pieces. Uh, again, don't invest too much in the superlatives at the minor league level. They only mean so much. Uh, but I could see why somebody would think that both Ponce de Leon and Dakota Hudson are better options, better pitchers than Austin Gomber moving forward. Uh, let's see. I missed the paper sports service beer cups at the ballpark. Oh, my God. I forgot all about those. Uh, Bader plays gold glove defense, unlike Diaz. Yeah. Uh, Wayno tweeted to check it out. I will. Uh, Brown Swim Polo says Ray Langford from Modesto, California. Look, I'll cheer to Ray Langford. You know I love that Ray Langford. Drake Man says the thing that held back Luke Weaver was his inability to throw strikes. It was his inability to locate his fastball, not just not throw strikes. Uh, try not to forget that what got Weaver is that he was so good in September of 2017 at locating that pitch. And, uh, you know, it kind of backfired. Uh, worst Cinemax ever. Uh, water is way better than milk. Hello, everyone. Uh, Mr. Massis from Costa Rica, our good friend from Costa Rica. I raise my glass to you. Uh, uh, Moondog24 says, confidence in the new base coaches. I love Stubby Clap at first. Uh, I have my concerns about Pop Warner at third. Weird things happened with Ozuna in yesterday's game. Uh, I'm not going to get too invested into that. What I will tell you is Stubby Clap was a great third base coach down at Memphis. Remember, what happens a lot of times at those levels, the players and the manager manage the bases. So you'll get the player will manage first base, and uh, the head coach will manage third base. I'd like for Stubby to move to third. I'd like for Pop Warner to be your first base coach. But until we see what it really looks like, I don't really have a thought. Look, uh, Stubby Clap is a great, great resource. So, uh, you know, it's whatever. I swear that wasn't me who said that about Gomber from Forever Cards. Look, I, look, I just want to call things like I see them. And I think, again, I, I don't think, I, mm, how do I want to say this? I love Austin Gomber. I am a big fan of Austin Gomber, and I think he's better than the way he's pitched so far. Uh, can't really prove that until he starts pitching better. But I think that what we see again with Dakota Hudson are the awards, and we think, oh my God, but then we don't really see why he's been ineffective because uh, he has the ability to be ineffective. I think that we see, we, I just think we get caught in prisoner of the moment. Uh, but that, that being said, Austin Gomber has to earn his spot, and right now he's not earning his spot. Uh, sorry, you've already answered this, but what's the leash on Fowler if he comes out struggling? I would think that with the Cardinals, remember, for me, it would be two weeks. It'd be two weeks at the most. The Cardinals have a track record. Now, again, this is Mike Schilt, so it's a different manager. But over the last couple of years, when the Cardinals have struggled at the beginning of the year, their track record tells us that come January or uh, come June, 
8th through the 14th, that's when they make a change. So two months could possibly be when the Cardinals decide to make a change or not. I hope not. Uh, I'd like to see them be way more aggressive than that. To me, I think Gomber was really being asked to work on spotting fastball today. Could very well be uh, J. Frank the Tank. I agree. Cheers to my pad people. Got a jet. To John Zancana, I raise my glass. Uh, have a great night. Our good friend Patrick B. asks, are you still anti-Gomber out of the pen? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like with, and maybe this is part of the reason why I, I stutter a lot when I'm talking about Ponce de Leon and Hudson and Gant and Gomber. Like, in my lifetime, I can't remember the time, like a time when the Cardinals had this, like this group of pitchers that are kind of like tweener pitchers. You know, are they, are they starters? Like, in the past, a guy like Austin Gomber would have a rotation spot, and you get just get to see what it looks like. But this year, he doesn't have a rotation spot, and I don't really know what to do with him. I, I like fundamentally, I think to myself that guy he has a repertoire and that's suited for starting. But if he can be a, a, a spark plug out of the bullpen, then maybe he's best suited for it. I, I guess what I'm trying to say more than anything is with this group of players, this group of pitchers that are kind of all the same. I just want the Cardinals to utilize them however they're best to be utilized. Uh, I, I want Austin Gamber pitching out of the bullpen if he's getting lefties and righty out. Put him in there. Get Cecil out of there if Cecil's not doing it. Put Gomber in there. Give it a try. I just think that, like, at the time, and particularly last year, and looking at how everything was shaping out as we entered this year, that Gomber was best suited for the starter role, where others might have been best suited for a, uh, a relief role. Uh, let's see. I'm way behind. We got a lot of milk and water talk. Uh, I want a third base coach sending every single time. Scared money makes none. Uh, LOL. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about every every time, but I get what you're saying. Uh, thanks, guys. All good here in CR. Just anxious about the season to start. Same, 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 my good friend, Michael. My brother, Michael, who has no idea what the fuck is going on. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tweet at my brother Mike here. Hey, I'm doing. Pad, I don't know anything about Jose Canseco. Thanks for playing at home. Uh, let's see. Who gets the most starts in right field when all said and done? I'll say Dexter Fowler. Uh, Miles struggled last spring, too. Let's let things play out for everyone. Yeah, remember, he struggled for these first three weeks of spring training, and then he got his shit together and figured it out. Why? Because the first couple weeks of spring training don't mean a goddamn thing. Uh, I'll miss Okendo at third because he's the most aggressive at sending runners. I think Pop Warner is going to be aggressive. And remember, uh, Maloney was also very aggressive, but also the worst at it. Uh, if Dex goes two weeks without a hit, do you release him, try to trade, or bench? If he goes two weeks without a hit... Uh, then I'm 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 subbing him in and out. And then if come June he hasn't become like a very valuable, or you know he hasn't become come the All Star break, uh, he hasn't become a very valuable bulk or a, a, a bench option moving forward. Then I don't know. I cut him honestly. But we're not there yet. Let's wait and see. Uh, Cecil throws so much across his body. Uh, from Grayson427, for our good friend Grayson427, uh, I, I, you told us your backstory, I believe you have a son because of the character and blah 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 and all that stuff, out of you. Yeah, there are a lot of problems that I have with Cecil's mechanics, uh, but hopefully now that he's svelte, they're working on the timing of all that stuff now. Defensive errors, down of, uh, uh, down of up from last year, they'll be down from last year. 
Uh, and again, errors only matter so much, but they'll be, I'll say they'll be down. Uh, if Flaherty going to have a Weaver-like sophomore year, or will he improve? Flaherty's not going to have a Weaver-like sophomore year. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not at the same level as it was for him between April through August last year. I uh, remember he struggled in September down the stretch. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not that good. Uh, but look, he's going to be good. Yeah, you're talking about on the high end a three-five to three-seven, you know, FIP ERA in that area. Maybe three-two, three-one, something like that. Strikeout per inning. Like that's how he's going to struggle if he ends up struggling at all. Uh, besides, Jose loves to talk about aliens, doesn't everyone? Well, so that makes Jose uh, Jose Martinez uh, the Todd Wallemeyer of the team. I'm sorry that was direct. I missed it. Uh, sick nasty. What was it? Oh my god, I'm gonna find it. Sick nasty. Sick nasty. I don't know how to do this. You know, sick nasty. I don't know if I have whatever was direct. I think it's gone. My bad, bud. Uh, blah blah blah. I'm sorry that was direct. Uh, that's the largest contract released ever. Uh, Dennis Reyes is better than Brett Cecil. I agree. Hi, uh, you're German. Hello, I'm German. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I am. First big DFA this year will be Brett Cecil. Uh, you think Maddox will be back in 2020 or you think that they will hire an analytic types like Albert? I think that if everything goes well, Maddox will be back. Uh, what do you believe is the hardest pitch to hit in Major League Baseball? All of them. Every one of them is the hardest pitch to hit. Uh, I can't imagine making contact with anything coming in 105 miles an hour. I can't imagine as a lefty hitting anything that Chris Sale would throw at me. Um, yeah, I'll say Chris Sale's slider. I, I don't know. Like As a lefty, I, can't, I just can't imagine standing in on that thing and having it break at me. Uh, do you trust Shield to make the tough decisions at the right time, such as benching decks? I do not. Uh, not nothing against Mike Schilt. I think he's a fine manager. I think he's a better human being than he is a manager. But D the Dexter Fowler one, I do not believe. I do not believe that he will have, unless he's getting a directive from above, I do not believe that he'll make the decision when it's time to make the decision. I think they'll hold on longer than they should. Brett Cecil might be something different. The Cardinals rotation might be something different. I, he's going to have to be aggressive. Uh, and also changing the lineup to best produce runs, I could see him doing that. But I the whole Dex thing... Uh, I have no confidence in this organization to handle that right. Uh, that has very little to do with Schilt anyways. Uh, who ends up having a better career, Flaherty or Reyes? I'll say Flaherty because Flaherty's been healthy. Uh, Sosa, Munoz, Robinson, all in final option year. Who's still with the cards in 2020? From Hapa Bruv, uh, I'll say... I'll say... I'll say they trade Gyro. Gyro is an like an impressive commodity, and I could see a team really wanting him. Uh, I'll say that the only one of the well, fuck. I'll say none of them are. None of them are. How about that? That's a great question. Uh, should the Cards trade for LeBron? I think LeBron James would be a fantastic right fielder. Uh, what's the one position that a guy can play by himself that no one else needs to play uh, to to be entertaining? Uh, that's where LeBron James would play for the St. Louis Cardinals, I think. Uh, man, that, that question about Robinson. Look, so here's the thing. is I don't think Robinson sticks around all that long. Uh, I could see all three of them still being in the organization a year from now. Uh, is Wong just who he is, or can he take the next step from Moondog? I think that he is... I think Colton Wong has the potential to be the player that he was from May 1st on. Now, he wasn't necessarily good in May, and he wasn't necessarily good in June. It wasn't until July, after the firing of Mike Matheny, that he became the hitter that he's capable of. But he is the type of hitter 
if you just look at the stats extrapolated over the month of May through the end of the season, a guy who can hit 10 home runs and 450 RBI and 450 at bats uh, and 20 doubles, 25 doubles, and get on base with a slugging an OPS of like. 780. I think he is that guy, that hitter that we saw over those last five months of the season. Uh, it's just a matter if he can stay healthy to make it happen. Uh, his next level, like I've, I've seen, we were joking around in here. I think somebody said like 35 doubles and 10 home runs. Like that's doable, but I don't know if he's going to ever hit 300. The, the issue with him is like the Cardinals are best suited if somehow he can get his on base percentage in that 350, 360 range, because at that point, anything could happen. Uh, We'll see. Do the Cardinals make an Ozuna-like trade next offseason to replace Ozuna? LOL. I would think that the Cardinals would hope that Tyler O'Neill is their Ozuna next year. Out of Ozuna, Goldie Carp and Waka, who resigns? And uh, how does it affect the 2020 team? I think I think that the Cardinals will overpay for Goldie. I think Ozuna walks. I think they just pick up Carpenter's option, and I don't think they re-sign Waka. How does it affect next year's team? It doesn't. It doesn't affect the 2020 team at all. They have plenty of outfield options to replace Ozuna, and I'd be willing to bet that they feel like they have the internal pitching options to replace Waka. Uh, over under five stolen bases for Molina this year. I'll say under, but barely. I'll say he has four. Could Fowler benefit from a drastic approach change a la Carpenter? Uh, no. No. So maybe, and this is, this is something that I was actually kicking around earlier in the week about Fowler and his approach change. Remember, that guy never hit for power, ever. And then... That 2017 season, he added power. Now he had shown some power, but you know he, he like what a career a career high in home runs. He changed his approach, and I can't help but think that maybe that change in his approach has helped to stunt his offensive stats. But you just never know. Uh, an outfield, Links and Lil says an outfield of O'Neill, O'Neill, Bader, and Dex for 2020 sounds not great. Eh, it might be great. It might not be great. Remember, entering last year, the the Cardinals were labeled as the best outfield in baseball with Tommy Pham and Marcelo Zuna and Dexter Fowler roaming. And right now we say, hey, next year's outfielder of Fowler, O'Neill, and Bader, it sounds awful. But uh, in three months, we could talk about that outfield being potentially devastating if Ozuna's hurt or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds bad right now, but that doesn't mean it'd be bad in the future. And also, more than likely, that wouldn't be the outfield. But we'll see. Uh, Weeder's a good signing, lefty off the bench. I, yeah, look, I, the Cardinals have had nothing but terrible, uh, uh, terrible backup catching options. Matt Weeder's is a real one. I'm cool with it. Don't have an issue with it at all. Uh, baseball is sucks. Hey, you're right about that. Is Patios better than Ballpark Village? It's cheaper than Ballpark Village. I'll go to Patios any day of the week. Uh, Patios also sponsors that Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, podcast that we do on Wednesdays, Bowties and Bullshits, myself, Mo's Algorithm, Brendan Schaefer. Check that out. So uh, support the sponsors, patios, you know. Uh, soccer, soccer, best sport. I agree. Weeder signing. Could follow benefit from a drastic change. Over under five stolen bases. Anxious is a good way. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, who finishes last in the NL Central this year? Maggie, uh, Pirates for me. Uh, easy, easy enough. I know like baseball from uh, someone there. Hey, you're fine. You don't have to like baseball. You can still come in. How do you feel about butt play? Uh, how do you feel about possums? How do you feel about Ray Lankford? Uh, do you happen to know anything about MLB TV blackouts being lifted at all ever uh, from Spaghetti Jones, which is a great, great handle, Spaghetti Jones? I don't know anything, and I think Major League Baseball. Hold on. I've got a, I've got a pretty complex thought about this. I think Major League Baseball is doing themselves a huge disservice and also goes to show you how disconnected they are. From the fan base that they're trying to attract, uh, I think they're doing their fan base a pretty big disservice. 
by n blacking out so much and not making it accessible to online and the app and all that stuff. Uh, they need to start lifting these blackouts. Yeah, do you want to under? Do you want to know how to bring in that next generation of fans? It, it's not about pace of play. It's about making it so that they can watch it on the go. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Look, this society moves faster than any society that predates us. And the next society, the next generation, will move faster than ours. So you have to adjust to that. And it's, that's not a pace of play thing. That's not the length of games. It's about making it as accessible to the pace of the people uh, as possible. So by doing things like blacking out local games so that you can't watch them on whatever device you're watching them is basically a death sentence uh, for your sport. I think, see, for me, I don't have a problem with the pace of baseball. Games are just too fucking long for me. You know, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to stay up till 10.45 watching a game every night of the week. Now, if a game lasts that long, it's whatever. But the pace of play is not the issue. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm telling you, the length of game is the issue. And what the television broadcast is doing between, like, action is part of the issue, too. Uh, the length of breaks between innings is an issue. Be smarter than yourselves. Find a way to make the sport interesting to the next generation, and the way to do it is to make it as accessible as possible. Uh, the game is the game. Find ways to make the times when the game isn't going on interesting. Uh, be creative. I expect Nolan Gorman to start in Peoria, but anything could happen. You have to change the location number. Look it up at YouTube. The Snorting Bull, our good friend the Snorting Bull says, uh, look it up on YouTube, how to avoid the blackout restriction. Does the Central get a wild card team? I believe so. Uh, Tommy Edwin, Drew Robinson, or Gyro Munoz. I'm going Tommy Edmund uh, and then Munoz and then Robinson in that order. Uh, I'm late again, but I'm here now. What's up, dog? What's up, Keeper Dean Roach? How are you? I'll raise my glass to you. Uh, no, the way to get more fans is to black out games. How fucking stupid is that? Have you ever thought about having Larry Nickel and Pad with you from Tadpole? Yeah, bro, I, I, uh, we could do a wrestling recap with, uh, Larry Nickel. Uh, we're gonna have Triple H winning the title. Uh, what is, ML, what is, why is MILB TV's quality so bad from Forever Cards now? Uh, it's bad because... Major League Baseball doesn't want to pump any money into Minor League Baseball in a smoke and mirrors effort to make you forget about how little they care about the sport. Uh, but remember that part of the reason the MILB TV archives are down right now is they're upgrading the media player, so we'll see what kind of quality it is this coming year. Uh, let's see. Don't use MLB TV. Use Reddit Stream, bro. From Halbert. Hey, what's up, Mark? I'm going to raise my glass to Marcus. Mm. Now MFK, Tommy Edmund, Drew Robinson, and Gyro. So again... Gyro's the doughiest of them all. We marry the doughiest one right away. Now, who you're going to bang as a lefty, I feel a personal responsibility to bang the guy who hits exclusively left-handed. That'd be Drew Robinson. But, and you know what? I'm going to change it. You marry Tommy Edmund, and the reason you do it, he hits left-handed, hits right-handed. That means you're going to get into some really cool things on a regular basis. And then who do, you, who do you end up banging? I'm going to bang Gyro. Uh, I know it's weird. I didn't expect that. I was going to go Drew Robinson because he hit left-handed. But, man, I really want to bang Gyro. So Drew Robinson would be the, the kill there. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> you need good lefties to make it deep in the NL playoffs. Uh, you need timely lefties, right? What you need is you need good bullpen. You know, I think about 2011 and 2013 and 20, or 2006 and two, well, not 2004. That was different. But the Cardinals, all of those teams that went to the World Series ended up having bullpen renaissances late in the year. The guys that they started the year with were not in the bullpen at the end of the year. You need to have fluid situations. You need to be willing 
to use your best players. Even if they aren't in your major league roster right now, you need them going down. And you're right, you definitely need good left-handed pitching. Uh, you don't need to look for any further than Randy Flores and Tyler Johnson. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, Darren Oliver, whoever the fuck, uh, Arthur Rhodes, I mean. Is that right? That wasn't racist, right? Anyways, uh, you, uh, you don't need to look any further than that. You just need to have the right people pitching at the right time. Mark Zebchinski. Uh, you know, you just gotta, you, you gotta get lucky is really what you need to do. Uh, and it's not always what you start with, it's what you end with. Is, uh, so Dominic Leone on the opening day roster is becoming a hot topic. And I didn't realize that Dominic Leone had an option. And I'm in a position right now where I can't help but think that Dominic Leone starts the year at Memphis. I will say right now, I, I don't think he'll be down there for very long, but I think that Dominic Leone starts the year in Memphis. Uh, do you think Joe Madden is a lame duck and his Cubs career is over after this year? I do not. Uh, we'll see how the year goes. I, I definitely think that Theo Epstein's been, Epstein's been pretty vocal about saying that uh, jo, uh, Mr. Joe Madden is on a bit of a hot seat. But, you know, if, if they make the playoffs, I don't think they're going to fire him. I, well, I mean, we'll see. Anything could happen. Got to go early. Uh, Got to go earlier today, guys. Greetings from Costa Rica. Again, to our good friend, uh, 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 Sam We raise our glass to our, our, our uh, Costa Rican brethren. Uh, does Chris Paddock start opening series? I hope so. I'm rooting for that kid. I would love for him to start the, the first game for San Diego. Uh, Victoria, hello, Victoria. How are you? Welcome to our broadcast. I'm back. How is everyone doing? Christian, welcome back. It's nice to have you. Uh, best Jurassic Park other than the original. None of them. But this says, hold on, I'm going to get really close. Kickball team. It says Jurassic. Jurassic Park. That's our little kickball team there. Uh, the back of this one says, like, not again or something, because I hate playing kickball, but I play it every fucking session, because I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah, so that's that. What's all? What's the best Jurassic Park other than the original? Uh, you know, I'll say the second one. Oh, no, the third one there. The third one there with the pterodactyls that get out of the cage and blah, blah, blah. Sam Neill's in it. I'll say that third one. And it's got that dinosaur with the fin. Just had some pizza and some beer, so I'm great. Hoping Pad been amazing. Uh, trash as usual. Keep Dean Roach, I can promise you Pad is trash. And also, you're not supposed to eat pizza unless you have it delivered past midnight. Uh, let's see, I bang O'Neal right. Yeah, now we're talking cards, yeah. Yeah, we bang O'Neal right, you beg your sweet ass. Uh, more cushion for the pushing with Gyro. See, you guys get me. We need Bumgartner. Uh, yeah, I, sure, let's, I bang him. Uh, you always marry the Stanford grad. That's a good point. That way you don't have to work. I love where your head is at. Uh, Josh says, am I the only person on earth who didn't know Sterling K. Brown is a Cards fan? I think so, Josh. Remember, he's a St. Louis guy, that's Sterling K. Brown. So he's a Cards fan, a Blues fan, all that stuff. As a matter of fact, like, we as a town embrace the shit out of that Andy Cohen and that John Hamm. And Sterling K. Brown does not get the credit that he deserves for being a St. Louisan, as it were. Uh, and I love Sterling K. Brown. He's a better actor than those two. Probably doesn't have the big dick that John Hamm does, but, you know, one can only hope. Gyro is more muscly than I, I think people think. Uh, he's a stout dude. Uh, I want him to be cushion-pushing, you know what I mean? Uh, how about Bumgartner? Uh, sure, but you know what? I bet the Giants think that they're going to be competitive because they're terrible. And plus, Bumgartner's been bad, right, when he's been healthy and he hasn't been healthy? <laughs> Mr. Hicks is the best. Uh, Tyler O'Neill over under 18 home runs this year. What say you? I'll say over Marcus. Uh, I think you mean down, dominant Leon. <laughs> I love that. 
Oh, so, oh, God, I'm glad, Maggie. Hold on, Maggie. Bro, I'm gonna, let me let me scroll. Die Hard is on TV. I love that Die Hard. Who is your favorite minor leaguer not to make a major league debut yet? Uh, Ryan Helsley. Uh, other than that, uh, the, the two kids. So, uh, t- a couple things before we get to Maggie's question about Game of Thrones. Tomorrow, our number 12 prospect is John Jan Torres. Uh, we did Malcolm Nunez a couple days ago. Tomorrow's Jan Torres. The day after is Griffin Roberts. I'm excited about those to get those out. All three of those guys that I just mentioned haven't made a major league debut. They're years away from making it. I can't wait to see what happens when it happens. Maggie asks, are we going to reschedule pad when Game of Thrones starts? Absolutely. No way on earth am I doing pad while Game of Thrones is on. Uh, it's not going to happen. So what will end up happening too, and it coincides really well uh, with uh, the start of the season. When the Cardinals get fired back up, we'll go back to doing pad once a week on a night when the Cardinals don't play. Probably Tuesday or Thursday. might be a Monday. Uh, and we'll adjust and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, Tyler O'Neill over under 18 home runs this year. What say you, Avocado Man? I say over. Uh, I'd be scared of O'Neill to be honest. Yeah, that dude fucks. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer is greater than Sterling K. Brown. Ooh, that hurts. Uh, there's so much muscle between Tyler and Ado- uh, Adolis. Uh, so much muscle. Yeah, you know, we spend so much time uh, uh, fawning over Tyler O'Neill. That, like, the thing about Jag is Jag ends up having so much clothes on, and he still looks ripped. Uh, he's, a, he's a fucking man, that guy. Uh, FMK, Alex Reyes, Dominic Leone, and Austin Gomber. Well, I'm killing Dominic Leone. I'm probably marrying Alex Reyes, and I'm fucking that Austin Gomber. I know what a blue waffle is, Mar- Marcus Halbostram. You bet your sweet ass I do. Tyler O'Neill is Tormund Giants, man. Tyler O'Neill is not Tormund. Tyler O'Neill would be like, you know who Tyler O'Neill would be? He'd be uh, 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 with a, the sword of the morning. That fucking guy, the one who Ned Stark killed. You know what I mean? Not to, the, the spoilers there. What, uh, what exactly happened to Connor Cable with the bat, with the bat, the bar incident? Oh, so he got, a, he and uh, the Clemens son got their ass kicked by some, uh, uh, a bouncer at a bar. I don't know the details. I've heard plenty of people have slid in and reached out to me and told me a story. I don't know what's true and what's not. Uh, but they say that they were forced out of a bar uh, and that uh, they shouldn't have been forced out and then they got their ass kicked. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton, B-Love, our good friend B-Love, uh, is, is the greatest Cardinals fan. I'm, I'm on board with that. I take it all back. Uh, our good friend Hardfire27 says, could be a Friday night off too. A new schedule this year. Yeah, really weird stuff. Uh, arm wrestle Garcia or O'Neal? I'll say Garcia. Garcia seems like the kind of person who could arm wrestle like the Dickens. You think Roberts is far away? He was pretty polished at Wake. It depends on how the Cardinals want to use him. So uh, the thing about Griffin Roberts, and again, read the article. You're going to love it. I, I don't view Griffin Roberts as ready this coming year. I view him as ready the year after. I don't think that Griffin Roberts is as ready as Dakota Hudson was when Dakota Hudson entered the organization. And what... uh uh. uh Hudson was drafted in 2016, made his debut in 2018. Griffin drafted in 2018, made his debut in 2020. But the difference, in my opinion, is I think Griffin Roberts is a better pitcher than Dakota Hudson. I just don't think he's, like, as ready. And remember, Griffin Roberts still has to build up his innings. That's another issue with Griffin Roberts. Uh, His slider is the best pitch in the organization, bar none. Uh, From a system standpoint, not at the major leagues. Any guy who's been in the majors doesn't doesn't count here. Anyone who hasn't made the majors... Uh, Griffin Roberts slider is the best pitch. His his cur or his changeup was really good for the first half of the year, and then went to shit because he was, he had gone past his innings. Uh, he's polished. His fastball's good. His slider is the best pitch in the organization. That for the guys who haven't made it on the majors, 
but he needs to work on that third pitch, and he flies open crazy like sometimes. Uh, he needs to get the reliever out of his body and become a starter full time before I feel comfortable saying saying that. But to me, like two years is pretty far off. I think he's polished. I think he's going to be a major league producer, and I don't want him to go to the bullpen and be stuck in the bullpen. Uh, I want him as a starter because he's good enough to be a starter. Uh, but you love pad during the Cardinals games. Oh, that was terrible. Uh, Alex Cards, MLB should add shame to the blackouts. This game is blacked out of your area. Go exercise, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, this game is blacked out. Go watch soccer. Uh, sorry, this game is blacked out. Go play flag football. Uh, Gendry, I like that. Too bad Jag isn't good enough for MLB. Yeah, too bad Jag's not good enough against right-handed hitting. But remember, what I want you to do, uh, Gendry, I love that. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the Dirty 35 write-up of Jag and tell me that I'm not dead right about everything I said there. Tyler is Gendry. I like that because he's all swole. If anything, Jag's Gendry. Uh, just run forever, right? Get to the wall as fast as possible. How often does St. How often do St. Louisans get blacked out on games? I don't know. I've got that sling and I can watch anything I want. Does Goldie get to free agency? I'll say no. I think the Cardinals overpay for him. The Friday Night Lights on Prospects After Dark. I like that. I like it too, Drake Man. Uh, Sir Arthur Dane had the, uh, the sword son. That's, I was talking about Arthur Dane. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, I wish you good luck in the wolves to come. And he's gonna, and then it's a thing with the, oh my god. Hey, Matt Thompson's in here. Hello, Matt Thompson. How are you, my friend? I hope you're enjoying beautiful, sunny Florida. Uh, you're a hero for being in here, man. I, 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 I love, so, uh, as I start hammering the, the dirty 35, go to Prospects Live. Look at their top 30 prospects in the Cardinals organization. Uh, he and Lance did it. I think Lance did the majority of it. I, I, I looked at the list. I barely read it. It was months ago. Uh, but I will tell you right now that of all of the other like grading services, if you're going to trust one thing for Cardinals prospects, do Prospect Live. Uh, is Randy Flores going to succeed? Seems we had a run of late rounders producing at MLB, which is over. Ah, I don't know about that. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Some of these guys, yeah, I mean, some of these guys. But uh, keep in mind that Randy Flores, he just drafted Nolan Gorman. He's had a good run of some, like, you know, first-rounders through fifth-rounders. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, uh, Andrew Kisner's one of his. Anything could happen there. Uh, it, it depends on what your definition of succeed, success and failure is for that role. Uh, you know, when you think about those players that succeeded that were late-round picks, Matt Adams, Matt Carpenter, you know, Seth Manis, uh, Kevin Segrist. Remember, those guys willed themselves to it as much as anything. Those guys put in the work to catapult themselves to the next level. Uh, that's on those players as well. I do think that I think that Mr. Flores has done a good job bringing in some really athletic players, and hopefully those players can maximize their own potential. Uh, Pad just blacked out on me. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Gyro is Podrick. Oh, my God. I love it. Gyro is kind of like Podrick. He just kind of stands there and says, my lord, and follows Brienne of Tarth all over the place. You know Brienne of Tarth is basically Yadier Molina somehow. Doesn't really make sense just yet, but if we think about it, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I might, may or may not have thrown my back out at some point over the last couple days. And I'm having a lot of trouble sitting down right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my glass. Uh, whatever happened to that guy who drafted Bader... Uh, he's living at home right now with an ankle bracelet on. Uh, so again, real fast, I'm going to raise my glass, uh, to all of my pad people who are here week in and week out. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again next Sunday, but the pad people, you're all heroes. I love each and every one of you. Yeah. 
Sorry about that, fam. Sorry about that, fam. Uh, those little leaguers destroyed your back, so that's funny. So let me tell you the other fun thing that happened. Last night we had Little League practice, and I decided, as someone who can't throw a baseball because of procedures on his arm, uh, my shoulder, I had to have my th- th- that thing reconstructed, that rotator cuff. Uh, I'm not really supposed to throw anymore. I decided to throw batting practice last night, and my back was already jacked up, and I was I was throwing batting practice, and now my shoulder hurts, my back hurts. Uh, I, I'm basically a 90-year-old trapped in a 33-year-old's body, and uh, that's my life now. That's the pain and the life that I live. Uh, so, uh, you know, as we wrap this up, to my birds in the black family, I love each and every one of them. And Shill and Cards Gifts are going to nail it. They do, they do the media. They're amazing. Cards Gifts does the pictures for my article, and I can't do it without them. They're amazing. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Drink more. It heals the pain. That's how much pain I'm in, B-Love. It's not helping. Trust me. I thought I got, I got pretty drunk last night, and uh, it didn't help. Will Perez ever figure it out? From D. Drake, ah, it depends on what your definition of figuring it out is. Look, he has the potential to be a 260, 350 hitter with like a 390, 400 uh, uh, slugging percentage and playing a really good defensive shortstop. He has the potential to be peak Cosmo without like the super pop. Now, he has to get bigger if he's ever going to incorporate that pop that we need him to. Uh, but will he ever figure it out? No. Look, he's never going to warrant the first round pick. He could end up, he could end up being a major league contributor as a defensive like shortstop uh, with a little bit of surprise pop here and there. But his body just isn't meant to contribute the way that we need it to contribute. Check out Chirps, Tara Woman, Alex Crisofoli. They do Chirps. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Little podcast. Tara's in everything else. Tara does amazing stuff with minor details. That's Adam Van Grack and Tara. They're doing amazing work uh, digging into what's going on with minor league pay and minor league living conditions. Tara also does Winter Wonderland where she talks to uh, a media member and supplies you with amazing stuff. Stu Styles is just weeks away from giving you the best uh, game recap you're going to find. Eric Manning, Chuck Brownson, they're doing their thing. Cards, cards, somewhere doing something. So to all my birds on the black people, all my prospects after dark people, I raise my mug to you. You're all wonderful. I love you. And other than that, that's all I've got for you. Sorry to cut it short. I'm squirming around in my chair. I've got to get up and stretch, which actually might make for good pad stuff. But uh, again, thank you everyone for watching and listening and being a part of this. I know it's a short episode tonight, hour and 20 minutes. Uh, but if you watch this, if you're listening to this, you're a part of the resistance. Uh, check out the Dirty 35. Tomorrow is John Torres. Kyle, you need a heating pad? Actually, I need ice. So... I had back surgery about eight years ago, and the doctor was very particular about saying ice. Because it's not a muscle issue, it's a nerve issue. So keep that in mind. Do you think MLB wages, MILB wages, will be settled in the new collective bargaining agreement? I do not. I don't think that the Major League Baseball, uh, the the members of the MLBPA, uh, will go to war for the MILBers. I just don't think it's going to happen. Feel better, Kyle. Again, I'm fine. I just got to, this happens sometimes. It's one of the ramifications from having back surgery. Uh, let's see. So that's it. That's all I've got. If you watch this, if you're listening to this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, check out the Dirty 35. Tomorrow is Jan Torres. The day after is Griffin Roberts. We're getting into the meat. I, I'll be honest. I like the I like the Jan Torres article a lot. It's not as good as the Malcolm Nunez ones. The Malcolm Nunez article was. Check that one out too. But the Griffin Roberts one here that'll come out on Tuesday. That's my se- that's like my second favorite one. You're gonna love it. I promise. Uh, as always, family, thank you for being a part of Prospects After Dark. I think we have four more Sundays after this before the regular season starts, and then we'll be moving our location here and there. Uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, and as always, family, I love Pat highlights of my Sunday. Uh, Pat is the highlight of my Sunday. Pat is the highlight of my